Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good afternoon and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm John Burroughs, your host for Your Financial Fitness on this Friday afternoon. And our topic today is Love, Hope, and Logistics, which is one of the trademarks of the business that we're going to hear about in just a moment from our uh, guest today, our leading lady, Deborah Metter, Director of Development for Global Samaritan Resources. So, Deborah, welcome to the show and say hello to our audience, please. Thanks. I'm so glad to be here with you. (laughs) It's fantastic. Well, uh, we're going to dip into some great detail on what it is that's so different about your nonprofit organization and why I asked you on air here today. Um, But before we do that, uh, just give us the name of your company, your title again, and uh, we'll dig into the history in a few, but I want to get some personal information first. But what is your position and the name of your company? Sure. I work um, at Global Samaritan Resources. Um, you can find us at globalsamaritan.org. And we are a nonprofit, and I work there as the Director of Development. So I try to juggle some good marketing, some fundraising, some event planning, and definitely a, a fun in the logistics world. Now, I know for a fact quite a few uh, bit of information because uh, admittedly to our audience, you and I have known each other for a very long time. I won't get into the details, but um, I have known you since you were born, July 7th of 1977, so I have a leg up on personal information on this one. Um, However, I do want, because I do know uh, from previous uh, talks with you in detail that you are a jack-of-all-trade and wear a lot of hats at the company, but before we go there, give us just a little bit of background, because I know you've got quite a diverse professional background and how you went from where you were, I believe it's starting out with like counseling and such, and then going to work in um, the uh, hospitality business and how you transition. So give us a little historical, professional uh, background on yourself, please. Sure. So um, I guess I was a typical California girl, you know, dreaming dreams, and um, decided to go to college out of state. Um, Went in to get a degree in English and thought I would be a teacher and um, realized that I wanted to teach and um, always wanted to help people. So it always kind of became my why, like I wanted to help, I wanted to help. So ended up actually changing my degree status and moving into um, into ministry um, and interreligion, doing some study there, and um, found that while that's something I really love doing, there's always the challenge of growing and making money, taking care of oneself. So I had an opportunity to move kind of, with that background into the business world 
and I thought, well, this would be this would be fun. This would be fantastic. So I did a little bit of hopping, and I think every time I hopped, I grew a bit. So um, yeah, ended up. <laughs> I was like, what shall I? What shall I tell you? Help start a couple of businesses for um, some friends who ne- needed someone to do some administration. So ended up doing some consulting. Uh, worked in the banking industry, um, and then really was kind of drawn to the nonprofit world. So there was an opportunity to help grow there. So I did a stint for a couple of years um, just as like an interim director in a nonprofit. And um, then, you know, back in 2008, most folks know about the financial crisis that happened, and that was a real challenge for the nonprofit world. And so I had an opportunity um, as an avid cruiser. I I would always end up on cruise ships. And um, every time I went on board, people would look at me and say, you should work here. And I thought, why would I do that? I have a fantastic job. When the market changed so much, I went, wait a second, what should I do? So I started dreaming again and went, what if I did that? What if I made the leap? What if I tried it? You know, the worst thing that could happen is I I wouldn't love it. Um, Well, ends up, I loved it a lot. (laughs) And I took the next nine years in the cruise ship industry, spent about five years physically on cruise ships and um, working there kind of as a right hand for the hotel director in event management, um, had a team of 50 that I got to help run and um, just had a blast. And then they invited me into the corporate office to start a new program. And I love that. I mean, when someone says like, hey, would you do this new thing? And it's like, well, what are you dreaming? What are you thinking? And they said, well, we only know these three things. Could you help us build? I thought, absolutely. So yeah, enjoyed, enjoyed that. And um, it just kind of continued have a few other jobs after that, but um, did some direct sales um, for in the hospitality industry, really enjoyed that, and then moved to help a startup for a couple of years. And once again, it's just always been about growing, like, where are we at? Where do you want to go? How can I help? And, um, and then where can we go from there? So yeah, that's a nutshell. And uh, then along came Global Samaritan Resources. Now, I want you to give us a little bit of a history and a background exactly. What is Global Samaritan Resources? And the title Director of Development, uh, I'm sure it has a lot of hats that you wear, as I said previously. So give us a background. Where did Global Samaritans come from? How did it start? How has it grown? So our audience understands what this is all about. Sure. Um, I think it, it, what's really fun about Global Samaritan Resources, it, it, it also started with um, a person seeing a need and, I, and a dream. So when I get to share with people, I, I tell them the reality is that Global Samaritan Resources started with a guy riding down the street in his pickup truck. And um, it just so happened that he had he'd gone down an alleyway, which we have here in Abilene, Texas, and he saw that there was some medical equipment that was out in the back by a dumpster. And um, inquisitive as he was, he went around front and asked the doctor's office, like, hey, what's that stuff doing there? And they're like, oh, well, it's just old equipment. We have new equipment and, um, you know, we're just putting it out to, you know, be thrown away. And um, the guy was like, well, could I have it? (laughs) Well, what for? (laughs) They said, well, for somebody who might need it, somebody else. And um, the thought was born that here in the States, here in America, we're really so blessed that we end up having more than we need. And other countries don't always have that. So Global Samaritan was really born out of 
this guy, his name was David, went and got a friend named Ed, and they both got into the pickup truck, and they started collecting surplus, just the things that you didn't need. So it, it went it could be medical supplies, medical equipment, you know, those boxes that get a little tear in them and you can't use them. Well, somebody can. And um, normally it's someone in a second world or a third world country. Sometimes it's someone down the street, which we found out. So it literally started two guys in a pickup truck. And all these years later, we've grown into um, a headquarters that has about 55,000 square feet of warehouse space where we collect and store surplus. And that can be a lot of its medical supplies, um, and it can be something like beds and x-ray machines or wheelchairs, and it can be something disposable like IV and wound dressing, um, also furniture. Think about your school that's next door, um, they're going to get a refresh after, you know, like, oh, goodness, it's been, you know, 18 years since they had new chairs. Well, those chairs still might be good, but they're definitely outdated. We collect that office furniture um, school furniture, library shelving, all that good stuff, and we collect it, store it, and then we get it to the people who need it. So think about your old library shelves can build a library. We, we know this happens in, uh, in different nations, in Africa, in Guatemala. Um, all of that old furniture becomes the furniture that hosts um, a new orphanage to take care of children and um, we just this is what we do it's just so fantastic outstanding and so you're all over the uh, board all over the map literally where what countries are you servicing or where do you see the bulk of it or is it literally going to the four corners of the globe yeah, well, we, we haven't ticked off every country. I, sometimes I want to, but we've uh, we've been able to connect with organizations, and that's one of the things we do is we, we vet organizations that are other nonprofits or NGOs, and we partner directly with them so that also the surplus actually gets to where it's needed and it's going to be 100% used. So we've been able to partner um, with organizations in about 58 countries right now, and um, there's a joke in our our city it's a city of about 120,000 folks but in this city alone there are almost 200 nonprofits and there's a joke that says if you started your nonprofit in Abilene you probably got your first desk from Global Samaritan Resources so <laughs> we like to help at home you know we like to help at home and it's our greatest joy when someone calls and says hey we're starting this thing. We want to help, you know, veterans or, you know, we have this way. We want to start a school and help some people in this neighborhood and bring education. And um, we kind of go, yeah, yahoo, like this is awesome. And so we like to help local as well. So, yeah, anywhere in the States and um, 58 countries and counting. This year um, we've sent out a 40-foot container um, partnered with uh, another uh, organization here in town and we sent it to Zimbabwe to serve at a mission hospitable, hospital literally in the mountains in about three hours outside of the capital city in Zimbabwe. And we're also working right yesterday. I was talking with the logistics team. They're packing right now um, two containers for Guatemala, a container for the Ukraine, and um, a a whole shipment to Iraq to actually work with refugees in Iraq, specifically medically fragile children. So that's kind of what's on deck at the moment, and it's so awesome. <laughs> Sounds like <clears throat> director of development is, is quite a, a 
a large roll about. Before I forget to ask, if folks are intrigued with this and they want to either donate or learn more about it, what's the best resource or contact for them to be able to look up uh, Global Samaritan Resources? And I mean, I know they could Google it, but is there a, a website that's probably best, or what's the best uh, resource for contact? Sure, sure. We're um, our our website is globalsamaritan.org, which is O-R-G. Um, my email, Deborah, the long way, D-E-B-O-R-A-H at globalsamaritan.org. And I am a professional chit-chatter, so just call me, ask me questions. I would love that. And we are on all of the socials. So um, if you're old school Facebook or new school Insta or um, LinkedIn, that's one of my favorites for professional networking. Yeah, um, find us. I would love to visit. So, so, so the two guys in a truck have um, have graduated out of. Um, would you say David and Ed were their names? <laughs> yeah. So now you've got this large organization that started out really tiny, uh, very much of a your mom and pop top shop operation, and now you're going all over the all over the globe, literally, and. Uh, <laughs> doing your work that you do well. Uh, some of the things that I want to focus on um, have to do with, I know, the mindset and the uh, the philosophy behind the entire organization. I started out in saying, and I know this comes from uh, our conversation, we call this love, hope, and logistics. And before we have our break in a couple of minutes here, just kind of give me the Reader's Digest version. What's this love, hope, and logistics all about? Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um, a lot of people know about um, about helping in nonprofits. You have someone that you like to give to, but we were trying to bottle what we do. And we're in this really kind of niche market where we are doing supply chain management and straight up logistics expertise and consulting to connect organizations. And, um, you know, it, it's not real sexy, <laughs> but it's real efficient. But we wanted to get the heart of the matter. Um, we are we happen to be a Christian organization, and so we want to spread love everywhere we go. And so that was our first corner. We want to take this love and get it to whomever needs it. And so we just see that where when we can help people help people, if we can provide our expertise, if we can provide goods um, and help people who are facing hardship or crisis or disaster, the easiest way that we could bottle that down to three words was, you know, share love, give hope, and we do it through logistics. So that's our little tag there, our love, hope, logistics. That, that is a great definition there, too. I appreciate that, and I, as a, I'm sure a lot of our listeners do, too. Now, I have numerous other questions for you here, but before we dive into those, I want to take just a couple of seconds to recognize our sponsor and take a quick break before we wrap it up here. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good, and 
are working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a force for good and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. So thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all of our sponsors and partners. And John, back to your show. Thank you so much. And um, Deborah, I want to uh, dig into a, a couple of comments that I, are questions that I wrote, notes I wrote down in our previous conversation in preparation for the show. One of the things that uh, stood out in my mind was your comment is that you, one of your missions is to respond to disaster. Can you give me an example of that? And then I want to talk about your most recent projects too. Sure. Um, for us, um, I would say one of the easiest ways to respond to disaster and how I wish I could train the entire world <laughs> is to prepare, right? We always want to prepare. And Californians are really good at that, um, understanding, like, if an earthquake happens, what do I need? You know, if something happens, what do I need? But we found that, like, hurricanes, tsunamis, um, crises like that, even refugee crises, you can't always prepare for it. But the best thing to do is kind of create that store, create that surplus, create that checklist, anything that you can do um, to to respond to a disaster. So that's what we do. Um, we're pretty no frills. We're not fancy. I say you put your boots on, your hair in a ponytail, but we've got those pallets of stuff ready to go and really ready to respond in, in a moment's notice. So that's probably the easiest okay. definition. <laughs> no, that's a great definition. I appreciate that. And then uh, I do know for a fact that uh, roughly a little over a week ago, you had a 24-hour campaign. So I'm not going to steal <laughs> your thunder. Tell me about this fundraiser, this 24 hours, and you were literally up for that whole time. Uh, give us some details and what that project was all about. Oh, yeah. So that was actually a local project we have in, in our hometown, This a project called Abilene Gives. And it's this 24-hour period of time to say, would you give to a mission? Like, okay, you may not be able to change the whole world, but could you change one person's world? And so that was kind of my focus. Um, I know, I know we always want the person who's going to write us a check for, you know, a million dollar building or a $50,000 project or say, oh, I'll sponsor, you know, this, whatever, $10,000, I'll sponsor a container to get from the U.S. to wherever it needs to go. And that's great. But my heart was, what can each of us do? Like, how can we help? So I kind of created this little campaign about, I may not be able to change the world, but I can change one person's world. And I just asked folks if they would do it. And the beauty for me of that campaign was, um, you know, you always have a goal to set. And I really was just wanting to say, like, could we double the amount of people that gave um, by just asking them to give what they could, you know. And um, we did it in 24 hours. We doubled our givers year over year, which is just really a great thing. And, um I mean, big yeehaw from Texas. We also doubled our 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 bring of what we brought in. So that was such a such a blessing, and it was really exciting. Outstanding. And then I know also you had a a project circle, um, focused on water. Just tell us about this, uh, the whole water yeah. for a year and what that was all about. Because yeah. I thought I found so, that intriguing. So this, I, okay. So I just have to ask you this. So okay. 
I have to stop smiling for a minute. <laughs> so if I, if you could, it, what if I said, okay, John, if you give me 20 bucks, like someone could have clean water, clean drinking water for a whole year, like, would you, would you have 20 bucks to give? Well, the concept, of course, I wouldn't hesitate. Right, but if I asked you, like, hey, could you bring clean water to Nepal? You'd be like, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it's kind of big. But what if we do it one person at a time? You know, what if, you know, would you give 20 bucks? That was, that was my ask because, I mean, all the professionals who are listening know, like, you have to have an ask. But the ask needs to be something that we can get our hearts around and something we can get our minds around. And so that was the campaign. Would you give $20? to give one person clean water for a year. And if, if the answer was yes, like that, that was the win. And so that was just so exciting to go, wait a second, we just did a campaign and we now have thousands of people who are going to get clean water for a year. So yeah, this, it's so exciting. Outstanding. Well, I know there's some other areas of focus that's, uh, that are forefront in your mind. I'm going to name a few, but then I want you to, <clears throat> dig down into one of them because technically within with your title with your uh history workwise and such i i know for a fact that this is in your heart but i'm going to talk about uh being grateful and thankful uh finding mm. joy in your life or in in the in your business in your workplace the servant leadership of course being a critical role in a relationships make the world go round and then of course the power of questions so those are like five bullet points i know that you focus on but talk about if you would your whole concept of the servant leadership yeah so um that's a concept that of course comes from my faith but it's a concept that i think is really relatable even when I worked, you know, not a, a nonprofit, but I, when I was working at a startup, when I was working in the cruise ship industry, you know, there's sometimes we get the sense of like the person at the top, we think in um, maybe like an, a general way, like as in an army or the Navy or something, but there's a person at the top and they're giving the order, like do this, do this, do this. And um, that we know that's one way to lead. It's really effective in the military. <laughs> but what happens when we get into a situation where we have humans who have hearts? Like I show up at work every day and I have a job to accomplish, but I also have these other, you know, all, these other 16 hours outside of the work day where I'm a living feeling human being and I don't separate that really well <laughs> when I come to work. So what if we went with a way of um, walking with people and seeing people eye to eye and moving to a place where we started to serve in our place of leadership? I know that I had a team of 50 that I was responsible for and I found that I could ask them to do something, but then some days the task is just too big. So what if I get in and I start doing that task? You know, what if I start teaching how, how do we do X? How do we do Y? And actually doing it with someone. And to me, it's just been a revolutionary change and uh, in, in seeing how we can lead really well from a place of honoring 
the humanity in each of us, you know, and going away from this top down, but I kind of see us all standing in a circle, you know, maybe, uh, you know, we used to hold hands pre COVID, right. (laughs) But standing in that circle and then finding the places and just coming in as a leader and saying, okay, I'm going to fill that gap because I need to fill that gap for the day, you know, and then the team can, can do, can accomplish just, so much more together. So I guess that's my thought on the servant leadership. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then, of course, um, you, you've you addressed the whole finding joy, obviously, because that comes from you, inside you naturally, and we know that for a fact, um, you know, being grateful and thankful. And by the way, um, <clears throat> before I forget again, because I want to get this in, before we get anywhere near the end of the show, but contact information again, because I'm sure people will be intrigued. And even that whole concept of what I can do with $20 to give somebody, um, you know, water for a year. And I thought about this. And in fact, I believe I did sign up as a sustaining donation myself to where Mm -hmm. every single month, that little $20 can go such a long way. And Something as basic, and we hear this all the time, is just drinkable, potable, healthy water, and and what a rarity that is in some places, and we're just so blessed here, as you say, we don't think about that, too. So what's the best contact, or how would somebody go about uh, getting in there and rolling up their sleeves on your behalf? Yeah, and I'll also say I want to invite the dreamers because someone might have a thing or know a person that I need to know. So I'm like, y'all better pick up the phone <laughs> or type those little keys out. Um, the best way to reach me is Deborah, spelled the long way, D-E-B-O-R-A-H, at globalsamaritan.org. And give me a ring. I always wonder about that. Like even as we have the show, if someone's going to listen and go, oh, I know of a school that's closing or, oh, yeah, I know this medical facility. They're moving to another facility and they don't want to take all this stuff with them. Like there's always people that we can connect with. And that's why I'm going to just jump in. And, uh, John, you'd mentioned how relationships make the world go round. Um, that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things. And I think about um, the CWI events and how you go. And while you're in session, you're really learning for yourself. And you're, I mean, you're taking notes, you're in it to win it. But those break times and those, those like the lunch times, like all those times outside of session really become this gold mine of networking, um, A, to hear another person's story, to connect with another person and just gain their perspective, see who they are. But relationships make the world go round. We're stronger because we learn from one another. And my favorite thing is to sit with someone who is in a completely different field than I am, um, it's who, who has, I love like learning from construction workers, you know, like what, what do you do? How does that work? How does that go? And what I find is three months down the road, that connection is going to help me in my work, in my business, um, make a recommendation for someone. And so that's why I love it when people connect. And I, I hang out with some really fun people, but I always like to encourage people, like, hang out with people who aren't like you. you know? <laughs> in fact, like, kind of make it a point to be like, hey, could could we have coffee or um, I'm always that person who's asking questions, asking questions, because like I've learned more about finance 
because of asking you questions and just being bold enough to be like, okay, I've got this question. What if I do this? How do I do this? You know, what's the premise? You know, why would I go with a 15-year mortgage or a 30? You know, all of those things just grow. I mean, not just grow our relationship, but they grow my knowledge bank to help someone in the future. Wow, amazing. Well, we're down to, I, I can't believe how fast this hour or this half hour always goes. We're down to about less than our last three minutes of the show, but I do definitely want to get one thing in here that's really, really important. And we're talking about uh, where the future of the company is going, where the future projects going, where's this org- organization headed, and tell us about that, the growth, and what you've got on the agenda. Yeah, so I'm a dreamer. So the reason I the reason I ever move a job is to help something grow. So I see us, um, my first goal is to double <laughs> and to grow. I keep dreaming about um, new countries to help. And um, yeah, nutshell, that's what I want to do. I want to dream. I want to grow. And like, I, I really believe I may not be able to change the world, but I can change one person's world. Let's do it. And apparently, just from the conversation I'm getting from you, you apparently you know no limits and you see no bounds to where, <laughs> your, uh, where your organization's headed. Oh, well, I think, we're, I think we all have a little bit of that in us, and I say let's go for it, y'all. <laughs> I love that. So I got a trick question here for you, and this is on a personal nature. So what is your favorite bourbon, what is your favorite cigar, and do you still ride a Harley-Davidson? <laughs> You've outed me. Ah, I sold a motorcycle. Um, okay. Ooh, favorite cigar, uh, my father Lancero, number four, and I would pair it. Oh, today I'm gonna go with the Scotch. I'm gonna make it a Dalwini. Okay. Well, there we go. And I did. I outed you a little bit, but <laughs> it's okay. It's fair. I know you. Okay, one True. more time, I'm going to have you get, we're down to the last minute of our show, oh my goodness. Uh, real quick, give out your contact information before I have to sign off for us. Debbie, thank you so very much for uh, joining us today. We could have gone on for an hour, but real quick, what's your contact info? One more time. Deborah, D-E-B-O-R-A-H, at globalsamaritan.org, and I can't wait to hear from y'all. Well, I would like to say thank you to our Leading lady today, Deborah Metter, who is the Director of Development for Global Samaritan Resources. And this has been John Burroughs with Finance of America, your financial fitness. And special thanks to all of our listeners, both the U.S. and internationally, as we are an international show. So we'll be back again for another Women Lead Radio show Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Fridays 2 p.m. Pacific Time. It's been a sincere pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening, and have a great week. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.